yeah so you you arrive at the address that uh you were given um it's got one of those uh bell ring like kind of things where you, you kind of push the thing she's she's like yes uh carol it's uh, it's georgie oh yes george uh, come right up and she buzzes you in it's the fifth floor um unfortunately this does not have an elevator so you're going to be taking the steps you're finding yourself to i'm trying to think have you sl- you slept yet i it's, we've done <laughs> we've only had a few sessions here full sessions this will be he did so the, the first session he woke up went to the glow got trashed went home and passed out that's right got up you know was woken in the morning by janice calling him mm-hmm. so we're just into the second day because this is like a legends game where we just play like every minute of the day <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> and it's awesome because every day every minute of the day is action apparently so so yeah you even if it's boring action <laughs> yeah exactly exactly we'll never say that. it's all it's all amazing so yeah so you make you make it to the fifth floor you you're not worse for wear because again you're you were in the armed forces so like you know you have some training and stuff like that but let's just say because of the past few days you're a little bit more winded than usual yeah and you make it to 5101 that's her apartment number all right. He knocks on the door and he's kind of like leaning, you know, kind of on the wall, you know, okay. knocks on the door. Yep. Because he's like good. his head's body and his head hurts. And, you know, he yeah. jogged up the first flight, kind of slowed down on the second flight. And then by the third flight, I was like, fuck, just walking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Using the handrails as he goes. So, yeah. So coming, you hear and walk and or you hear some some footsteps. And you open the door, and what you see is something you you weren't quite expecting. You you would expect her expect her to be fully dressed, but she is in a formal nightgown. But she's like a ma- sleeping nightgown, or like a like a like something she would perform in nightgown. Uh, like a, like a like more like a dress. Like you said, nightgown, but I. Yeah, let's when it could be either way. Yeah, let's say like an actual it's it's a sleeping nightgown, but it's it's more luxurious than ones that you would see on just normal Nancy, right. you know, that kind of thing. It's not lingerie per se, but it's but it's definitely like, you know yeah. pajamas. Yeah, like, it's kinda it's know. kinda silky. It's it's not really revealing, but it's a little I don't know, let's just it's it's a little risque for something meeting somebody you know, in the middle of the afternoon. So she's like, she's like, come in, come in, come in. He like, he like, she invites him in, like she opens the door and she's a nice shot. Come in. And he just kind of like stands there for a minute. Like, no, no. And then, yeah, he steps in and closes into her. <laughs> nice. Um, uh, thank, thank you for, uh, for meeting me. Uh, uh, you know, Things, things, um, so, okay, okay, give me a second. You said, thank you, first of all, but you, you said that you had, um, you had some papers from, uh, from Marcus, uh, I, I really feel like I need to go through those, because there are certain things that are happening that I am not entirely comfortable with. She kind of gives you a wary look and she says ah, the papers i must have mentioned those to you the other night when 
And she's got like kind of thinking back, like, like maybe she doesn't quite remember what's going on. And then she's like, Oh yes, that's right. Out in the alley when we were ha- sharing a smoke. I, um, and she, she's kind of pondering it for a second. She's like, sure, sure. Yep. That, uh, uh, I have a box of Marcus's old things that he would keep over at my place. And she's kind of thinking about it a little bit. And she goes and she's like, just whatever you find, don't maybe keep it between you and I, maybe, you know, unless, of course, unless it's something that's incriminating, incriminating. She would never say that if it's unless it was revealing. Yeah. Yeah, for him, he he's a good man. He's done nothing wrong in his life. And I I don't know what's... I haven't had the time to open this box. I'm going to tell you the truth. I know that he has... He told me he had some papers in here, but it's it's still fairly fresh for me. So I just... I haven't had... I just... I haven't had the patience i can't think of the right word i know i know what you're going for yeah um, yeah the the strength the fortitude the, yeah i like that yeah i haven't had the strength to go through it yet he like i assume like maybe she's wringing her hands a little bit mm-hmm. so so he reaches out like you know takes takes her hand and his hand and you know kind of puts his other hand on top and and he wants you know he he wants to try to comfort her but he's also looking I don't know if we want to make like two or three roll. His sister thought that she was a drug addict, or at least made made the intimation that, you know, she was not necessarily, you know, above board or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of want to see, like, insight wise, does she seem like she's high right now? But when he takes, you know, he takes her hand and then kind of like, you know, turns it a little bit. Right, so she reaches out this way, and then this, which isn't nobody's can understand what it is. You know, she has her hand palm down, so he grabs her hand and then kind of like spins it a little bit as he puts his other hand below her to get a look at her arm. Okay, um, to see if you know she has like needle marks or if she looks like she's got bruises or you know if, if something looks out of place. Yeah, right. Like if she hadn't put on, if she was a user and she puts makeup on, you know, when she performs that you know maybe she did whatever yeah yeah um i'm gonna i'm gonna argue for you that maybe streetwise is more for this because uh, you know as far as like drugs drug addicts yeah i I mean you know what you've seen throughout your you know duties as an investigator i feel like i feel like that would be more appropriate Okay. Um, I mean, so we're gonna... it's the same essentially for me. So like mechanically. Yeah, sounds good. Yep. Uh <laughs> except for I'm gonna make this one a, this one's gonna be even more difficult. I'm gonna make it a five this time. All right. There we go. I got streetwise plus one. Okay. Uh I roll a six, so a seven. Yes nice. and baby. Yes, and <laughs> okay. Um I'm gonna again I'm gonna give you the and just because this is the information you wouldn't know unless I told you. Sure. So, so you turn you turn her hand to the other side to look at her arm you don't you actually don't see any track marks or anything like that on her arm uh you kind of 
you know, look at, you know, different signs, you know, throughout her, her body language, her face. Um, you do notice as you're looking at her face and you're looking into her nostrils, they look fairly red at the moment hmm. and not from makeup. Sure. Okay. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't acknowledge it. Right. I mean, yeah. And he just, you know, he says to her, you know, it's a, uh, it's tough. I know this is, um, you know, I know this is a fresh wound for you. And I, I again, I offer my, my sympathies, my condolences. Uh, he seemed like, uh, you know, from everything that you've said that he was a really good guy. So I, I, I feel bad that, uh, you know, this is, this is what happened. Yeah. And she, she looks down a little bit as you're saying this and you're kind of like trying to calm her down and a tear kind of drops from her eye and she's kind of patting it down with the palm of her left hand. And she's like, she's like, yeah, it's, it's, um, he, there's a lot of people in this world and I will, it's kind of weird saying this that deserve what's coming to them. He, he was the closest thing to a saint that I've ever known. And the fact that this heinous crime happened to him, it's just, I just, I still, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. And, you know, he says to her, like, he looks at her, you know, like, like makes eye contact, says, are you okay? Do you, you know, do you need anything? Like, you know, kind of like, you know, are you fucking coked out right now? You know what I mean? Like, if, if, if anything is going on, you know, you could, you know, you could let me know, or, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, you know, if you need help with anything, I'm just, I'm just, I'm saying, I did, I know you're going through a rough spot. She, you know, is taking a lot of this in and is actually accepting a lot of your soothing and help. And then as you say that, she kind of, she kind of pulls back a little bit. Uh, and actually takes her hands away from yours and she says i'll be fine it's just um i just have to get back into back into the swing of things in the back of my back to the my regular life as i about about it about as regular as it can be without the one you love um and then she kind of she kind of clears her throat she's like and she kind of straightens out her her gown or whatever and she says, uh, uh, wait right here. I, it's, I, it's under, it's under our, I mean, it's under, it's under my bed. So I will, um, give me a second. I, I will, I will grab it for you. Great. Thank you. And, you know, he just kind of like wanders, like, he doesn't like wander around the whole room, but like, <laughs> he's sort of like now assessing, like, did she leave? Is there a weird package on the table? Is there like a fucking Coke straw? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Does anything seem like, like just as confirmation? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why don't you roll an investigation with a deal of four? All right. That is an eight, sir. No, I'm sorry. It's not an eight. I rolled a four. I I was like, it's a six. It's a six. (laughs) I was like, damn, how did that happen? (laughs) Still Uh, the SN. Okay, I I want you to give me the end this time. Uh, so or pretending what to what the yes is too, because you're yeah. investigating for anything out of the out of the swords. But what are you going to find? I mean, yeah, I guess I guess maybe it needs to be dialed down a little bit more. To be like, oh, what 
cool thing do I find? <laughs> yeah. So, so specifically, I was wondering if she had left, you know, like any sort of drug paraphernalia out. So I guess the answer then is yes. Yeah. But I, but I feel like it's probably like, it's not like it's sitting right on the table, right? Like maybe it's on the, like on the like kitchen counter, but like there's a towel kind of like thrown over it. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of back so he can sort of see it. You know what I mean? Sort of thing. Like if he hadn't been you know, investigating her space, like nobody would have seen it, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and I, I mean, I want to be shitty and be like, there's like the clue that I need in the box. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything? I don't have anything off the top of my head. Yeah, let's um, just say that it's a ring, but it's not what you would call a normal ring. It's got a, what looks to be like a, some kind of, ruby regardless regardless of it's like fake or real on the front of it but it has it it's looks like it's just a regular ring but it's actually open mm-hmm. and there and it's a little spot where there's a little bit of coke just dribbling out of it and you can just see it because you could just catch like you either catch the gold of the ring or you catch just a little bit of the white because you're actually looking for it yeah yeah Okay, and and she doesn't catch me snooping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds so, good. So she, like the, you know the door creak, like she you know hooks her foot around the door or whatever. And he takes like two quick strides back, you know, like t- towards the center of the room. Yeah, exactly. And it's not like you're you're not actually like grabbing it. You're just looking. So like yeah, you know you know it's not going to be anything where even if she were to come in right away, like you'd be looking that way, but she wouldn't actually you know probably know that you were looking that way right um so so yeah so um yeah so she brings in a box uh it's probably about the size of like a little banker's box like a 12 by 12 yes perfect yep that's exactly what i was thinking of and she sets it on let's just say there's like a kitchen table or something like that and she sets it there and she says um yeah, here you go. You're you're sure you're okay with this? She kind of thinks about it a little bit now that you say that. And it, she takes a half a beat too long, but then she kind of snaps out of it and she says, whatever can catch Marcus's killer. I'm sure this has to help. So, yes, I'm sure. Let, let's hope so. And he pops the lid off the box and, you know, starts... Pulling out whatever's in the box. Okay. What's in the box? Sorry. I can't, <laughs> can't help but ever do that every time. I missed my chance. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you find a few things. You find uh, Marcus actually, ha- actually has his will in this box. Huh. Okay. Right. Uh, you also find a key, uh, like a copper key. With no descript writing on it. Is it like a house key, a skeleton key, like just a regular key key? Um does it look like a like a bus locker key, you know, because they're designed a little bit differently? Yeah. Skate let's key. Let's say it, it's <laughs> let's say you know what? Roll me do I have you roll something or would you know it? God, I, that's I don't know. Right, yeah. like so 
so like in the unit like i don't know right but like in the universe right so like uh i'm assuming like a bus locker key would be different than a house key would be mm-hmm. different than a car key would be different than what other kind of keys can we throw in there I don't yeah know. <laughs> yeah it could be lots of it okay so you know what i'm not gonna have you roll for it i'm just gonna i'm gonna give you options okay okay so this could this key could be a bus bus locker key it could be like a key to a safe it could be a key to like a porch door because it's smaller. It's okay. you know smaller, nondescript. It's not. You can tell it's not a big house key. You know, you can tell it's not you know a skeleton key. Right. So it could be one of those options. Okay. Um, you also find a picture of a boy, uh, a small boy and girl, in front of a place called Antoine's, and you find a big block of Coke. <laughs> okay. So he pulls out the wool, he looks at it, you know, just kind of gives it a glance, right? Like he's not going to fucking read, read through the will necessarily. Mm-hmm. At least not right away. Yeah. So, you know, lays out on the table, pulls out the key, you know, kind of thinks about it for a minute, puts that down on the table. And the Coke is the only other thing in the box. Yeah. So it's, it's the will. Oh, and the picture. The, the picture. key, the picture, and the coke. So he he takes the picture and he shows it to her and he says, um, "Did did he ever mention uh, any kids, nephews? Did these kids look familiar to you at all?" <clears throat> um, she kind of takes it and uh, pulls it kind of close to her and she kind of squints and she's like, huh, huh, "Oh, he's so cute." Oh, I'm, I wish I would have known him back then. Oh, so cute. This is oh this, yeah, yeah. him and this, his sister, right? Yeah. This is him and his sister. Oh my God. So adorable. Just look at those cheeks. And like he flips the picture over and it has her names on the back. <laughs> <laughs> Your investigation has failed. <laughs> Make a note that that's him and his sister. Cause I'm an idiot. <laughs> I think he puts the lid back on the box. Okay. Right. Without telling her if there's anything else in there. Mm-hmm. And then maybe like reads through the first little bit of the will and then like flips to the back to see when it was dated. Okay. Right? Like, did he date this two days before, like when he got <laughs> shot or yep. was this like dated a year ago? Does it look like there's any cross offs, any changes that were made? which may or may not be legal at this point like if it wasn't then like renotarized if that's was a thing back then probably still too right mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah so yeah you read through you just kind of skim through it the will is made out to charlene in the event of his death the will was actually made out two years ago to you it probably doesn't seem very suspicious like you know he was un- under any duress. Um, as far as you can tell at the moment, there's no no like abrupt changes or anything like that that would alert you that there's some wrongdoing going on with it. Did, uh, did he have any, I mean, did he give you like any indication that maybe something was wrong? I mean, it seems kind of weird and like, you know, he shows her the will that that he would leave his will here with you. No, not that there's any, no, I'm not saying that there's any, you know, nothing wrong with that, but it just seems kind of like an odd 
an odd thing. Uh, she kind of um, thinks a little bit and she says, well, the the taxi business is pretty competitive, she says. So, you know, I don't know, you know, if there's anything within the writing of this will that, you know, if someone were to get a hold of it, if they could, you know, maybe alter it for these other taxi companies, because apparently that these taxi companies that are that compete against each other they're not they're not ruthless by any means but business is good business is really good and i would just assume that he doesn't you know he wouldn't want his company to get and go into the wrong hands i guess but that's just me thinking off the top of my head i really i i couldn't really tell you that much are, are you okay if i take this i feel like i should probably give this to his sister then yeah i mean uh if, if he has a an active will uh, I, I don't want to get in the way of the law you know being a pi and all it's uh, um um she kind of like stiffens a little bit as you say that and she says um i i don't i'm sorry mr Armstrong. i don't know you well enough to just hand you over my ex's will um, I I know you said that Charlene hired you, but like I don't I haven't talked to her lately, and I just like I I how can I be sure that you're actually working for her? You have my word. <laughs> like, <laughs> he kind of grins, <laughs> and he says, "I you know I'm 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 bound by by contract. I mean I, I'd call Janice, but uh, she's not at the she's not at the office right now." I, I do have a contract. I don't have it with me, of course. Oh, and then she kind of like gives you kind of a side eye. She's like, well, really convenient that you don't have anything you can like prove that this is going on. I just, I don't think I'm comfortable handing this over to you right now. Now, if Charlene were to come over, then I would gladly hand it over to her. What time is it? He looks down at his watch. Uh, Let's see. Because he called her, she was in, wasn't expected back until like three fifteen, which is a weird time. But it was like one o'clock at the time, so he drove into the globe and out to Karis. Yeah, let's let's say it's around. When did you say? We said like Charlene would be back about three three thirty. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Let's let's just say it's around that time. He says, uh, he looks at his watch and he says, um, uh, if you permit me to use your phone, I could uh, give her a call. And she kind of stands back and she's, by all means. Thank you. And like he like he puts his hand, like he puts the, the will down on the table, but then he puts his hand on the key and he palms the key. I don't know if you want to. Yeah, you're definitely going to have to roll for that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't have, unless you want to give me my fighting. <laughs> no, I'm going to say that's just a straight grace roll. Okay. Um, and because she's actually like looking at you as you're giving, trying to go to give, get the phone call. I'm going to say that's going to be a four. <laughs> Six out of five. Jeez. Out of look at you. So you do it. And I mean, and she doesn't notice would be kind of like the same thing, right? Cause he succeeds at doing it. Yeah. 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 And uh, Charlene's home. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nope, that's because perfect. Because they don't always have to be like 
related to the same it's it's another like good thing that happens right yep no that's good because i was gonna actually roll a die myself <laughs> to see if she was there or not be like oh you're stuck again okay yeah so uh so you call uh imperial taxi because that's where she was going to be at and uh a female answers the phone uh imperial this is linda how may i help you Hi, Linda. This is uh, George Armstrong from Armstrong Investigations. Is uh, Miss Woodard in? Ah, uh, yes, Miss Woodard. She is actually. She had just. She's just popped in. Let me grab her for you. Thank you. And you hear the receiver put to the table, and then you hear a couple of footsteps, and then you hear Charlie Woodard. Hi, Miss Woodard. It's uh, George Armstrong. How you doing, George? Please tell me. That something has surfaced in your investigation. <laughs> a number of things, um, but I, I'm I'm at uh, Carol Diver's house right now. Carol's, you say, and you can hear the vitriol in her voice. Uh, yes, uh, she's uh, provided me with some uh, some useful information. She's been quite helpful, right? Like, she's trying to like <laughs> he's trying, kids. Yeah, yeah. So, you, uh, so you're like trying to tell her that, but you're also trying to make Carol feel better. And you can, and then you hear uh, Charlene again go, ah, been very informative. Good, good. And you again, you can hear the, the curtness in her voice. So, um, I, I am obviously uh, in your employ. Um, if you could please just confirm that with Carol, I, there are some items here that um, I would be happy to return to you as your dutiful employer, employee. Uh, but, um, you know, there's obviously, uh, you know, Carol wants to make sure everything is above board. So, uh I'm I'm gonna pass the phone. And kind of like eh? <laughs> Yep. So then uh Carol actually picks up the phone and says, Well, since you can't hear what's yeah, going on between cool. both yeah. of them, you hear Carol pick up the phone and go, Oh, Charlene. And then you just kind of hear some silence and you say, uh and you hear some talking for a little bit, and then you hear her say, "Yeah, I." She's like, "Yeah, no, I, no, I, I, I understand. I just, I don't, I, I have no clue that this gentleman is under your employ, and he just stops by and just asking me all these questions, and you know, I'm trying to think of like why is he asking me all these, and then she kind of stops. You hear talking on the other end, and she's like. Okay, yep. Nope, there's yep, there's definitely some things here. He'll have to tell you himself because unfortunately, I have to get ready for um some errands I have to run in for and then she stops again and she's like, "Yep. Uh, yep, uh, uh, yep, yep. Goodbye." And she hangs up the phone and after she hangs up the phone, it's like she has her back toward, turned towards you and she hangs up the phone and she kind of slumps her shoulders and kind of shakes her head a little bit. And she um, turns to you and says, well, uh, that's the confirmation I need. Take all that you would need. Thank you, Carol. I'm, I'm sorry if this has uh, caused you any uh, undue stress on top of, uh, you know, everything else that's happened. But, uh, but hopefully this uh, p- puts us on a path to finding the, the, the people responsible for this. 
and we can and we could get Marcus some justice. And she kind of like nods her head, yes. And she's kind of like, and she kind of laughs. She's like, yeah, uh, uh, Charlene, undue stress. Yep, that's definitely yep, that definitely fits the bill. She's uh, she's she's quite a handful. I've uh, I understand. Yeah, you are not kidding. Um, and then she kind of like clears her throat, and she's like, well. I must, I hate to be hasteful with you, but I'm, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. I have to get ready for these errands that I have to do before my performance tonight. Uh, of, of course, of course. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're very welcome. Anytime you need, do not be, do not, do not haste to call me. He, he nods, he throws the will in the box. He he takes the box with the coke, right? Like he's got the key in his pocket. Uh, nice. You know, he doesn't know if she was lying that she didn't know what was in the box or not. But like, yeah. if this is her coke, she's in coke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you take the box and you head out. Yeah. So he's walking. He's got the the box under one arm. So he's accomplished that. He still actually needs to talk to Charlene because, mm-hmm. like, why well, I was almost killed and like, why did that happen? Yeah. So he probably goes home. Okay. The riveting episode. <laughs> <laughs> it is. He goes. He goes <laughs> home. Uh, you know, assuming that nothing, you know, nothing happens along the way. Yeah. So you you make your way down downstairs out of the apartment building, and you see uh, the gentleman known as Vinny standing on this street curb, and looks right in your direction and says uh so what do you think you got those pictures there that you wanna you wanna give give mr deluca yet or am i gonna have to have a little chat with you and he like he looks fuck he says uh hey Vinny." um and he like interrupts you he says oh i'm guessing you forgot huh it's a funny thing i was gonna stop by uh i was gonna stop by the uh the club I guess maybe like where they hang out. I don't know what they're like. I'm I'm assuming that there's a place that they meet like regularly. Like you know, Tony had the the restaurant or whatever the fuck you know. Yeah, I'm trying to think if you. I would like you to roll a straight, straight brains roll because I don't know if you know this yet. Would it be a streetwise? Like he's got a a friend on the force who's a cop and like he's a PI, right? So okay. Like he, yeah. Have to be at least somewhat aware of the fact that there's three different mobs yeah. in the city. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, let's just say, let's say it's a TLO four. Uh, I got a five six. Okay, I'm gonna give you the and. There is a couple of places that they like to meet, but you don't remember them. But you do remember that there's this ice cream shop on 21st, and then it. All of a sudden, it's like it, like the moment, like bang hits you in the head. That picture that you're looking at of Marcus and Charlene that says Antoine's. Antoine's is that ice cream shop. Mm. Okay, I'm writing all this down. Yep. <laughs> so he says. Um... Yeah, it's a funny thing. I was gonna, you know, I was gonna swing by the ice cream shop tonight, uh, so we could, so we could all have a chat. So Vinny kind of like, like purposely, like takes his arm and like 
pushes out his arm to like look at his watch like so dramatically and he looks at it and he says according to mr deluca and by that by proxy mr DeCosta, you have exactly two more hours to grab to get mr deluca deluca those pictures otherwise everybody you know is gonna have a little bit of a problem Capiche? Capiche. Yeah, and uh, he kind of like gives you quite like almost like a too much of a long stare down. And then he kind of turns on his heel, gets into a brown town car and drives off. So he like he stay like he just stands there right until they like drive down the street. And then he's like, fuck. Pulls out another cigarette, you know, fucking lights up a smoke, stands there for a minute, you know, hails down a, uh, a, a taxi and heads back to the house. 